1: Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined in the studio today by Stevie Nickel and Kieran Gibbs. We'll kick things off at Stamford Bridge in the third round of the FA Cup. Oh, this was a tough watch in the first half. Chelsea, though, did improve after the half-time break. In the end, beating Preston North End by four goals to nil. And This is what Mauricio uh, Pochettino had to say after the match.
2: It's a very good win. I think... Uh... It's, it's true that the first half a little bit disappointed because I seen uh, we start to sloppy and, and I think uh, so soft and yes, I was disappointed. I told the players on the half time that we need to increase and to match the energy of uh, Preston. Second half I think was a completely different game. I think we, we dominate and create the chances and fully deserve the victory. Because in the first half their wing backs pushed you, pushed you, and pushed you. Yeah, but I think we lack of we show lack of desire, lack of you know. Um, yes, so disappointed because I think uh, we should. We were talking about to to match uh, the energy and the desire. And I think they they were better than us in in, in the in these areas. And yes, I was uh, really, really, really disappointed. But after we increased our level, I think we started to play and I think we started uh, to to deserve to win the game. Former Chelsea
1: defender, Frank LaBeouf, is with us. Frank, 4-0 against Preston. All is well in the world with Chelsea. They're going to want to win everything
3: now. (laughs) Yeah, according to the result, yeah. But according to the first half, no, for sure. it's funny that uh, uh, Mauricio Pochettino started the, uh, his post-game conference saying, uh, 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 comment saying that he's a little bit disappointed and finishing like a minute after saying that it was really disappointing. So uh, it's, it's, uh, it's what I felt the first half. I said, what, what the hell is going on? Mm. Nothing is working. Uh, he was talking about the lack of, uh, of some maybe organization, but there was a lack of everything. Lack of commitment, lack of involvement, lack of technique. They had only two chances with Palmer and Sterling in the first half, but otherwise it was appalling. And uh, and uh, we have to recall it's against Preston, no sense, which I think is 15 in the table at, in, uh, in the championship. So it says a lot about uh, the consistency of Chelsea. Second half, it went well uh, because of the talent of the players, but also because of uh, the, uh, I would say, the inexperience of, uh, of defenders that I saw on the Breuer's goal, on the Thiago Sivas goal as well, where you see that uh, they don't follow their strikers or their the opponents, let's say, and uh, it's why they considered the goal. But um, at the end of the day, yeah, everything is good. I mean, it's, uh, it's a big target for, for Chelsea this season because uh, with the Premier League, they have nothing to get. They won't be relegated. They're gonna get, not going to get Europe. So if they can get the FA Cup or the Carabao Cup, that would be nice. They're good players, Steven.
1: You look at the yeah. starting eleven he puts out, that's a strong side on paper. Yeah. How can you turn up and play so poorly for that first half? Well, let's be honest, it wasn't
4: a huge surprise. We've seen performances like this from Chelsea all season and all last season. You know, the, the, the biggest problem is they don't have any chemistry in the team, you know. You watch City and you watch Liverpool at their best. It's all one and two touch. You never see that with Chelsea. Mm. Everybody's having three and four touches and then stopping and looking up to see what's happening. But there's no, It's not fluid. And they do actually, for some strange reason, every single time they step on the field, they do get chances. It just so happens that the second half, when the chances came along, they took them because previously they hadn't been taking them. And so when you look at 4-0, it kind of... It doesn't really tell you the whole story. It tells you that the second half they were good, but it tells you they've still got a lot of work to do because it was same old Chelsea in the first half.
1: Karen, how do you get that chemistry? How can you get this team playing more as a team?
5: I mean, it's difficult, right? They've, they've brought in, what, over 30 players yeah. over the last 18 months. <laughs> if anyone, Any team does that in the world, you're going you're to struggle, it's going to take time, which is why I'm so surprised that Chelsea have done that and also combined it with... Bringing in players that are so young, like you just don't associate Chelsea as those. You know, if you look at back over the eras of successful Chelsea teams, you've always got half the squad that are very experienced. You know, um, solid um, players that are that know how to win games. You know, and and this n- new Chelsea look is is probably just you know new for, for everyone to to see, and it's going to take time to get used to. But the only hope I have for Chelsea is the manager. I think that he... But what have you seen that he's done so far this season that's given you hope? Well, I mean, I think the, the, the thing what he needs to do, you know, when they go into the transfer window next is actually just bring in two or three really experienced players that have been there and done it and then he can lean if on he's them.
1: such a great coach why can't he get the best out
5: of these players he's just got so many he's just got so many to deal with these ty- well, I'm bringing in more isn't going to help no but older older players and more experienced players i think that if he can get you know two or three in that can help and spread the load he can't do it all himself and he's got so many sim- similar. Can lead players. the horse to
4: water is that the correct saying, Daniel? Well, well yes. <laughs> you can make it, drink it. But surely a coach's job is to show you how to drink it. Well, exactly. But some players, take, some players will nod their head when you tell them something and you think they've got it. And then as soon as the game starts, it disappears. And generally, that's what happens with younger players. And oh, guess what? Chelsea's got a squad full of young players. Right. That, 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 you know, when we talk about having experience, a lot of times when you're experienced... You do things without even thinking about it. You 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 just don't think about it. You've got a majority of this Chelsea side who are still learning the trade. Yeah, they're still learning the trade, basically. But
1: unfortunately for them, the expectation is way above where they are right now. Uh, no, Nico Jackson. Of course, he's off for the African Cup of Nations. Just brought the answer, Frank.
3: Uh, well, he, he, he's the only one, you know, and uh, and you have to believe that he can do the job. But no, I would say that he's still raw. Uh, he still needs some time to, uh, to adjust and uh, and to get better and to get some experience. You know, um, um, what the guys were saying is completely true. You know, as long as you have only young players and you don't have the experience around you, you're going to suffer. You're gonna t- it's going to take time to to adjust. And it's the same with Breuer. It's getting a little bit better because Raheem Sterling is having a good season right now and he's showing a little bit the way of being su- successful and uh, and uh, how to score goals and uh, how to surprise the opponent. Now, hopefully, Breyer is going to get something out of it, but he's not the same type of player. But at the end of the day, Jackson is not there, but Jackson hasn't proved anything yet as well. Um, uh, and, and, and Breuer is the only one. Nobody else is going to come because that's the reality of it. No big striker wants to come, want to come to uh, to Chelsea like it was the time at the time, like six or seven years ago with Arsenal, um, or, or, or three or now uh, three years ago or now for Manchester United. You don't, you won't have the big players because you don't have a, a, a good enough team, and you're not sure to get to, into the Champions League next season. So big strikers will never come. So you will have to strike to 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 suffer and go for your training system which doesn't suit anybody, and uh, not sure it's going to work for, for, for the success you want to have.
1: And we saw the odds there, obviously, to win the FA Cup, Chelsea third favourites. Those odds will definitely change tomorrow, of course, when we know either Arsenal or Liverpool will be eliminated. Have they got a, a, a fighter's chance in this, Stevie? Have I got a fighter's chance? You wouldn't trust them, though, would no. you?
4: No. That's why I'm surprised at the third. I mean, the truth of the matter is, this, this side's not any further forward than it was at the start of the season. Mm. We're in the second part of the season. Half the season's gone, and there really isn't an awful lot of difference. Maybe, maybe the one difference is Cole Palmer. You know, people are talking about Sterling doing this and that, but Cole Palmer, for me, really is the one bright spark for, for Chelsea that I think could maybe take them somewhere. <laughs> maybe take them to close to the final of the FA Cup. Because right, right now, they look like a cup team. They look like a team that has talent. And when you've got talent, you can win one-off games. Right. As far as the league's concerned, they've got no chance of getting anywhere close to Europe, in my opinion. But it's a cup competition. And with the names on the back of the jerseys and the talent they have... It's possible, but they shouldn't be thug favourites.
1: Uh, speaking of cup competitions, of course, they're in the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup. We've got that exclusive here on ESPN+. Plus. A reminder that both of those will be coming up this week. They're over two legs as well. It starts uh, with Middlesbrough taking on Chelsea. That's at 2.30 on Tuesday, followed by Liverpool against Fulham on Wednesday. Meanwhile the early game on Saturday, much anticipated derby between Sunderland and Newcastle didn't really live up to expectations. In the end it was a comfortable victory for Eddie Howe's side as they won by three goals to nil. Kieran obviously this is a massive bonus for Eddie Howe's side given the pressure that was building on them and the run that they'd had. You go up against Sunderland but in the end it wasn't even a contest was it?
5: Yeah no but he won't be thinking about that. Bragging rights is, is all that matters in that type of game. So that that can really you know change a season round, you know, really? especially when he's needed it. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially at the city of Newcastle, it's like they just live and breathe it. And so they would have that that would have been hyped up a lot that game yes. in, in, the, in the northeast. So it's kind of one of those games that on
4: before it, considering the run you're on, you look at it and you go, oh we could do it. Not now, yeah. Yet. But then now that you've you win it, now that you've produced what you did yeah. and won in a canter, you're like
5: that was a good one. Can rest a bit, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What would you do if your manager kept insisting you play out from the back against superior opposition like that? Is there anything players can do, almost take it into their own hands and go, look, we're just sitting ducks here?
5: I mean, did the manager, did the manager really ask them to play well, out Well, he must the back have done. Like? They
1: would have thought, like...
5: Yeah, I find, I find it strange that in a game like that, you know, there's a, a great chance to get the fans behind you, a club like yes. Sunderland and the situation yeah. that they got themselves in to really, like, you know, make it difficult for Newcastle and... Play a, a classic old school yeah. way. Long up. ball, yeah. elbows out. Get it up to the front man and get runners off him. Um, <laughs> no. Stevie is Stevie disagrees. <laughs> oh, no, I, I think so this is gonna be a good He wanted to, to see get, some ticky taka yeah.
4: It's the football snobbery coming out <laughs> at its finest. I can't have anybody saying that I'm a dinosaur and, and I play the long ball. <laughs> I can't have that. I'd rather lose 3-0 <laughs> in Newcastle than anybody say that our team doesn't play football. I mean, how stupid. How much and he watches... that's exactly what it is, by the way. Right. It's complete and utter football snobbery. With that team, they should have understood how far behind Newcastle they were going into this game. Yes. And you have to cut your cloth accordingly. And that means that you don't encourage a team that are far superior to you and who you know will, will, will close you down quickly and put you under pressure. You don't play into their hands. Uh. Unless it's the old i'll take responsibility don't you worry if it goes wrong i'll take responsibility well guess what you can take responsibility for being out of the fa cup because that was just in my opinion ridiculous the tactics were just completely and utterly wrong
1: uh, frank has said as uh, stevie said frank obviously if newcastle were flying this game wouldn't even be worth talking about but because they've had that run of recent losses, it was important, wasn't it, to go up against your rivals and get this win. It will give them a boost.
3: It was crucial. I think uh, it would have been a disaster uh, as as they lost that game. Uh, and I think to uh, to win, give a boost, uh, give the confidence maybe back as well, and ensure uh, and that uh, um, the level that you pretend to be. It might be the right level and, uh, and you have the, the right to believe in, uh, in your future. So it's great to win for Newcastle. And, um, and it's, uh, it's... I, I want to say that uh, I don't understand. I'm with, I'm with Stevie with that. Uh, yeah, we might be dinosaurs of uh, <laughs> football, but how come you want to give so many gifts <laughs> to, uh, to your rival and, and go back home and you say, well, we lost because we tried something nice. We tried to take on players. We tried to make passes. And, and we were silly. And, uh, and we've been smashed back in the, in the face. And um, Newcastle did what they had to do. They put the temper. They put the pace. And they put their skills. And Sunderland didn't do anything. And for the Sunderland players, it's going to be hard. Hard to understand that they have so much to do uh, before maybe being in the sa- at the same level that Newcastle is right now
1: Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
6: Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive
1: Uh, just a reminder, the Aye. FA Cup continues on Sunday. Plenty of matches for you. We will have studio coverage around Shrewsbury against Wrexham. That's at 8:30. And then our focus will turn very much to what was happening in North London, Arsenal against Liverpool. Monday, meanwhile, it's Wigan against Manchester United. Let's talk in more detail, shall we, of that big game between Arsenal and Liverpool. reminder how things look in the Premier League. Five points separate them. Both teams going in different directions, really, over Christmas. A great run for Jurgen Klopp's side. Meanwhile, the same can't be said for Mikel Arteta. The bookies have Arsenal, though, as favourites going into this side. They feel that home advantage will pay dividends and, of course, a reminder that we've got some FA Cup winners on our panel today. There you are. Steve is in black and white because <laughs> was so long ago. Yeah,
4: oh, wow. yes, yes, Thanks for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Karen
4: celebrating. Pathy
1: News. Sorry? Was that Pathy News? <laughs> People don't know what that is, Steve. Oh, exactly. Uh, Frank LeBeuf is angry because we didn't show a picture of him winning the cup, but there we are, tough. You only won it once. And I think <laughs> Lee, you won it three times. Twice. Each? Three, yeah. Three? Oh, yeah. Frank said twice. Frank won it once, you ah. won it three times.
3: There, there we go. It's not uh, twice. Right. I want it twice. Yeah, all right, Frank. Calm down. Be, be nice. T- yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: Any okay. World Cups?
1: No. Uh,
3: right. Okay. But you know what? <laughs> sometimes it's better. To, sometimes it's better to don't to to not have a picture, and I'm thinking about Stevie right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, There you go. I'm the model Frank. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's just remind you, shall we, of how these teams have got on over recent weeks. We, of course, saw them uh, face off only a couple of weeks ago. Great game, wasn't it? Liverpool against Arsenal. Uh, 1-1 is how it finished in that tie, and at that stage, actually, we thought Arsenal would have the momentum going on for the rest of the season. Uh, Meanwhile, they've only won the once, actually, when these two teams have met in the last five games. So, how does that affect everybody's predictions? Uh, let's take a look at who everybody is going for. Uh, Kieran is going for his... you going for Arsenal, Kieran? Yeah, I'm going, yeah. Uh, I'm going for Arsenal. Stevie's going for Arsenal. Frank's going for the draw. Um, why do you think Arsenal are going to win this, Stevie? Well, because I'm convinced that it's not going to be Liverpool's first team. Well, you know? it definitely definitely won't be, because there's no Salah. Yeah. lies out. Yeah. But, I mean, let's face it, if, if there was a cup final tomorrow...
4: Gravenberg wouldn't play, uh, Kelleher wouldn't play, I don't think Elliott would play, I mean Quanta I don't think would play, I think all those players are going to play in this game Right because, And the reason I think that is because Klopp's history in the third round of the FA Cup is he doesn't play the first team mm. Right And I don't see it changing, particularly with the, with the Carabao Cup semi-final coming Wednesday as well Um, And that's why I think you have to have Arsenal as favourites. Because I think Arsenal's going to play the first team. You know, they've got one win in the last six. Mm -hmm. You need to win games to get everybody going again. And, and, And this would be a great game for everybody at Arsenal to win. And that's why I think he'll play his first team. So that's why I don't think Liverpool
5: will win this game. What's gone wrong, Kieran, over the last couple of weeks? I mean, listen, I feel like they've been on the back of some controversial... Oh, my God. Results. a little
1: oh, bit. No, no, what, what was controversial no, what I mean. in the Fulham defeat? No, the Fulham was defeat... was controversial in the West
5: Ham defeat? No, the Fulham... The, the ball going out. Oh, and my the, God. The don't Dan, start Matt. Listen, the Fulham game, I agree. You know, you could argue that Fulham actually deserved to win. Well, they definitely deserve to win. <laughs> but, you know, I think the West, the West Ham... I think the West Ham game, you know, Arsenal didn't perform um, as bad as they did in this one. So um,
1: why did they perform so badly in this one, given that you had that West Ham result, given you had the opportunity to bounce back and impress?
5: I mean, I don't think we've seen the best of Declan Rice recently, uh, as we did see you know, at the start of the season. And I think that the middle of the park for, for Arsenal has been their strongest you know, point with Party as well and, and Jacker last season. I think that that really was... You know the stem of the team and the, and the brain of the team, and I think that when that's lacking a little bit, it can it can affect um, you know other areas of the pitch.
1: But still, you look at your your, your stars, Saka. What's he done recently? Yeah, um, they Odegaard's ha- not performing. They, the, Martinelli.
5: Yeah, the front three they haven't hit the heights that they did last season, and that's the difference you know that we see with. The, the, the extraterrestrial players in, in Mo Salah they don't let it go mm. two or three games without scoring or affecting the game um, but that, having said that I think that that's not why Arsenal uh, aren't at the heights of, of last season I think the the, the biggest thing for me is Granite Xhaka I think he but just still on Kieran no I know he's but gone. I'm just you spent 100 million on Kai
1: Havertz. <laughs> You don't like Kai, do you? <laughs> I, I, I've, I've got no opinion about Kai. Actually, who does? I, I, just, I just feel that... Uh, well, Craig would describe him quite well as a passenger. What does he add to this team? How does he make this team better?
5: Yeah, I think you, it's difficult because he came in at a time where Arsenal and probably Granite Xhaka had his best season. And he's tried to fill that hole and it's just not quite working out at the moment. Um, whereas last season, they were... They were they were unstoppable in the middle of the park. And listen, he's, he 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 is chipping in, and he has chipped in at times this season. Um, but it's 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 difficult to reach the heights of, of, of last season. That's that's. Uh... What does he add? Well, he adds goals. I mean, how many? He had a, he's had a couple of
4: he goals, had a few three. goals. But what else does he do? I mean, look at Liverpool. Look, you know, we're talking about Arsenal not being at the best. They were lucky against Liverpool. They get completely outplayed against Liverpool. And part of that reason was the middle of the park. He does nothing in the middle of the field to, 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 to compensate. You know, you're talking about how well Shaka did. Well, Shaka did well because he did get forward, but I'll tell you what, he did a lot of work in the middle of the park defensively. Yeah. He can't do that job. Yeah. He can't do
5: that job. And so... As Craig said, he's a, he's, he's a passenger, certainly in big games. Yeah. You know. Mikel needs to work out still, you know, what his best position is. He's not, he's not a DM. He's, he's not a DM. But surely when you're making that acquisition, when you're
1: buying someone with that sort of price tag, you already have a plan.
5: Yeah, but I don't think that he actually thought that, you know, for instance, Party, I would have preferred Party and Rice in the middle of the park. And I think that that's what. Originally, he set out to do. But obviously, you know, we're, we've been missing party for a while now and I think that that's such a big miss for, for the boys this season. Um, I think it looks completely different if he's in the team. Um, and, then, and then you can afford to play Havertz further up the pitch and, right. and get, in, get in on the end of things. That's, that's where, you know, I, I originally think that Mikel saw him. Um, and, you know, he's had to fill in a little bit of a deep. When you went role. back for the
1: Arsenal-Brighton game, did you see Mikel again? <laughs> Wasted some money there, didn't
5: you? <laughs> listen, we're still only halfway through. In no, the season. of course, still, of course. Still so, a long know, way to there's go. There's m- many
1: more issues as well. But yeah. seems and I think
5: strong. games like t- games like tomorrow can, you know, it's a, it's, listen. This is a bigger bigger game for Arsenal Most than it probably yeah. needed to be. Yeah. Um, but it's, it is at home, and, and cup games um, at the Emirates can can really shift the 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 momentum of, of the club. So I, I'm optimistic for tomorrow. Given the disappointment of last season,
1: how much is that affecting the crowd and their attitude given what's happened over the last few weeks?
5: Well, I, I, I mean, at the Brighton, I went to the Brighton game and, and it didn't seem affected at all. Right. I thought the, 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 the boys were brilliant. Um, they were relentless in attack. Uh, the crowd were behind the boys. I, d- I didn't go to the West Ham game, but um, I imagine it was a, a slightly different atmosphere. LAUGHTER <in> <game. laughs> <But>, um, <laughs> You know, from the, from the, from the Brighton game <laughs> that I saw, it looks like the, the fans are still really behind the club. I mean, listen, when you're going to, if, if they've, they've lost two on the bounce and yeah. any big club, there's always a blow up in scrutiny when there's three losses on the, on the bounce at any big club. So, so it is a big, big game tomorrow for Arsenal. Uh,
1: Frank, you're the only one who
3: doesn't think Arsenal are going to win. No, because I think it's not all black or white. You know, I would say that uh, uh, Arsenal needs to uh, to rebound, and they will. Uh, and I think Mikel Arteta is going to use the the, the 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 first team and uh, all the, the the big players. But I think Liverpool is going to rest some players, and uh, and they're going to of course miss uh, Slobodzai and uh, and uh, and Salah. So um, I would have say that. Um, Liverpool would have uh, the advantage if they would have played with the, the, the best team. So therefore, because they were, they're going to miss some players, like two, three players, maybe he's going to rest all the players. I'm talking about the Jurgen Klopp. I see a draw because Arsenal is struggling so much right now that I don't see them winning even against a, a lower, efficient uh, uh, Liverpool team.
1: Well, wow. there you go. Just a reminder, an Arsenal against Liverpool will be live on ESPN Plus tomorrow. It's an 11.30 kickoff. Our studio coverage around that game with Stevie, Kieran and Craig will be at 11 a.m. Uh, what a match that should be. Remember, if it's, a, if it's a draw, there will be a replay between those two sides at Anfield.
6: Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's LECTRICEbikes.com. ebikes.com.
0: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Meanwhile, Timo
1: Werner, eh? Red Bull have said that he's more than welcome to go out on loan. This is a player who's been struggling to get any sort of game time uh, for Red Bull this season. Hence, these disappointing stats, just the two goals in 14 games. Uh, the club that's targeting, targeting him in particular is Tottenham Hotspur. Do you like this, Stevie? If i Timo Werner, I love that. Right. But you've got to question
4: whether he's going to be able to produce anything. I don't... I don't think it's a bad idea from Tottenham. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a win-win. Because nobody expects anything from Timo Werner. Right. A guy that's not playing, a guy that when he was at Chelsea at the end was more than happy just to go back to Germany and Chelsea were more than happy for him to, to go. So I, I really think this is a win-win because if it goes wrong, everybody thinks it's going to go wrong. I, I don't think he's, he's, he's going to add too much. Um, so, yeah, it's great for Timo Werner, but for Tottenham, it's a gamble. Yeah. But
3: I think it's a gamble worth, worth trying. Do you agree, Frank? Yes, I agree, yeah. Um, I don't see why they would, they, would get, they would get him, I'm talking about Spurs, because I don't think he's going to bring anything. We saw him playing for Chelsea and uh, it wasn't effective. And then uh, he came back to Leipzig and uh, had a good uh, season last season, but now he's showing that uh, the guy is not there. And um, some people have, have um, um, hoped that he, was, he would be the striker that Germany needed, like Albert uh, uh, that we, we thought would be the, the, the top player in the middle of the park. And those two players have shown why Germany is not at the top anymore. And, um, and some people have planned something for them where they're not at the level that uh, they they were expecting to be. Uh, I think he won't bring anything to Tottenham, but at least they can try. If it doesn't work, <laughs> that might be the end of Werner's top-level uh, career.
1: That's a lot of positive spin on this. May as well do it. He's not going to do anything, but he might.
5: <laughs> I mean, Spurs need to do something in, in, the, in the market, right? just because of injuries. Um, Perisic is obviously out for for a while I think he fits the profile for Ange Postacoglu yeah Postacoglu yes well done I think he fits the profile for how he wants to play high pressing he's lively um, he's, a, he's a wiggler he likes tight spaces um, he can finish I don't, there's
1: he's no not doubt he's not starting he though play. is he
5: is he just someone you throw on kind of a trend isn't it
4: Eric Dier now we've got Timo Werner okay I mean, <laughs> I mean I mean See, all the things, think all the things that you're saying there are, are things that he's done in the past. Right. Unfortunately, it's the past.
1: But he doesn't start ahead of Richarlison, does he? No,
4: absolutely not. And that's still a problem because he... And it's still... You can't rely on Richarlison and Timo Werner is not starting ahead of Richarlison. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a complete and utter gamble. But, as I said, it's worth the gamble. Yeah. Because there aren't, there, aren't, there aren't too many strikers around anyway. Uh, and you've got a guy who, who has been in the league, albeit not particularly successful.
5: Everybody knows he's got some talent. Why not? It could also be a Chelsea curse. You know How many players have gone to Chelsea and it's not worked out? and yeah. then They've come back and all of a sudden a completely different player. Yeah,
1: that's a lot of he's boys done all right, hasn't he? De Bruyne as well. Not bad. Uh, meanwhile, of course, in that Spurs game, it's still a great goal uh, from Pedro Poro. What a strike uh, this was. Kieran, mm-hmm. do you do anything like this from fullback? Back in the day, could you kick yeah. it that far?
5: <laughs> not with the right <laughs> leg, maybe with the right. left. <laughs> no. Yeah, definitely not with the right. <laughs> um, what a finish. Aye. He's not going to hit them any sweeter than that. And he that. knows exactly what he's doing here, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. The keeper doesn't even bother. And he's not even, he doesn't even look that far away from it, the keeper, when it leaves his foot. But as soon as. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Perfect. Up so- and over. <laughs>
1: Uh, so Spurs weren't great in this game. In the end, they just about crossed the line. Burnley had quite a few chances. Late on, of course, uh, they had that big opportunity in Vicario. The Spurs goalkeeper not happy uh, with Sessegnon at the end. I- I'm intrigued, Steve, like how you would cope if you've got your goalkeeper shouting about shouting this to you so publicly at the end of winning a match. No, you don't do it. No. This is a dressing room thing, isn't is it? Of red- course it is. A dressing room.
4: And you just, again, you wonder. You know, Sessegnon... He's been around for a couple of years, but he's still a young player. Um, You'd think, would have that. Done, you so, think yeah. it would have been Richarlison who would have done that. I see. Because if he had done that to Richarlison, I think <laughs> we could be talking about something else. So yeah, you, you don't do that on the field. 100% you do it in the
5: dressing room. How are you reacting? I mean, listen. It depends. It depends on what he's. I'm not sure what he's saying. To I don't me. think he's saying you played really well. Well done. <laughs> no, but if there was a certain <laughs> if there was a certain instance where he's asking to do something and he's not done it, right? You know, and he's given a bit of a rollicking. This was this was the instance, wasn't it? Late on. Goalkeepers are always a little bit yeah crazy like that. He just doesn't know? track his man. He
1: steps out, obviously. There. He's done nothing wrong, by the way. Right. Somebody's got to
4: get across the front. So you you cannot corners against, you cannot let any yeah, of the opponents might, get across the front of you. He so if he's the nearest one to the to the to the, the corner,
5: he's, he's got to step in there. Yeah, but he might so I don't been. know what he's having to go on for. He might have been in a completely wrong position. So that's what that's, that might be what he's what he's talking about. Even so, you don't do that on the field. Come on, you don't do that. That's, that's embarrassing for you. If somebody's doing that to you, it's embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, especially, he's been out for a long time as well, so you don't, you don't need that when you're coming back from...
3: Frank, is that kind of unwritten rule that you don't do that so publicly? No, of course not. Uh, the, one of my goalkeepers would have done that to me. <laughs> that We would have had a problem, you know, because, because yeah, you don't show off. You don't, you don't do that, especially to Ceseno, I mean, Showing the, um, or seeing the uh, the action, I don't see Sissinon guilty more than the others about anything. So why do you do that in front of, of the camera, uh, allowing us to uh, to tell you that, Mr. Mister, you cannot do that to your teammates. You're embarrassing yourself and you're embarrassing your teammates. So go in the dressing room, do say what you have to say in the dressing room face to face, but don't do that in front of the camera. That's uh, disrespectful. Uh, it's interesting because it reminds you of O'Nana in pre-season with Harry Maguire,
1: who's obviously, uh, at the time, was criticised by a lot of people. It's easy target, Stevie, yeah, as you say. You wouldn't do that to one of the big boys. No,
4: absolutely. Yeah, I mean... It's, it, there are certain things as professionals that you don't do, uh, and, and that is, that's getting towards the top of the list. You don't embarrass anybody on the field. If you have a problem with anybody, you do it in the dressing room. And, and, it's, and it's
1: really clear... This isn't, this isn't a grey area. You don't do it. Uh, meanwhile, it looks like Jadon Sancho will be heading back to Borussia Dortmund. Kieran, Stevie said earlier in the week this will be a disaster. He hasn't played for long. He can't just find his form just like that. <laughs>
5: do you agree with him? No, I disagree. I disagree. You, saw, you, 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 see, you, you see, see him... don't what this guy says, by the way. I never <laughs> said that at all. I heard you did. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he wasn't even here.
1: No, but you did say you can't expect him just no, like, to hit the ground running no, just because all.
4: he's at a new club. Not at all. Absolutely not. It's going to take time. He's going to have to be training again with the first team. He's going to have to get, get acclimated with the pace of the game. He's going to have to get his touch. I mean, there's a whole host of things that have to be, to be honed if you expect him what to time play. What scale would you put on that? Oh. It would depend on what he's been doing since, since right. this all started. If he's been slacking and not bothering, then it'll take, it'll take yeah. what, two months? Blimey heck! Well, because, like, I mean, you're talking pre-season. Right. You know, that's... Three or four games. That's why we have a pre-season which lasts about
5: eight weeks. Yeah. Because it takes you that long to get to full speed. Do you agree? Yeah, but I think he's, he's done so well there. He did so well there. The fans love him. Um, he's gonna need. He's gonna need some game time. Definitely, it's been a long time since he's played. Um, but listen, still a top talent. 23 years old. Just Was. seen it there. 23. Years. Are
1: you surprised the situation has unfolded in the manner that it has?
5: Yeah, I am. But I, th- I just think with Ten Hag as well, like he, he, he had no choice. Especially after the Ronaldo debacle, you can't let one player. You know, you can't say one thing to one player and then go the other way against another. So it, it is a strange situation how it's unfolded. Um, you know, it's, it's disappointing because I, would have li- I, I really wanted to yeah. see him, you know, thrive in the Premier League. English boy, um, you know, local, local lad as well. Uh, it's, it's tough to see. So I'm, I'm excited for him to, to move on and, and get a new challenge. What do you think, Frank? Will this work?
3: Hopefully it's going to work, but I'm I trying to I try to put my uh, myself into the Sancho's uh, 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 boots, and I say, how will I feel after a club paying me 73 million to leave and come back, my head down, uh, not producing what uh, everybody was expecting me to do, and uh, psychologically. It must be hard to accept that you go back to where, also, where everything started. And, uh, and um, it will have to be psychologically, mentally sorry, strong. It will have to work very, very hard. Is he ready for that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I had problems with the coach uh, during my career, but I worked so hard that the coach couldn't put me out of the field. Uh, where well, it wasn't what Sancho did. But he was forced to do that, and I already and I talked to him uh, straight after I left to Strasbourg, and he said, "I would have loved to put you on the bench, but you you were so good well sorry and to talk to me about me like that, but you were so efficient that I had How to you, keep you on the field <laughs> but that's what that's what Sancho should have it's done <laughs> that 's what Sancho should have done to make sure he would have, he would have forced andghai to keep him seventy three million for nothing Does
1: this is um... some freshen up the Manchester United dressing room a little bit, that you don't have that, that kind of heaviness around, or does
5: it make any difference? I don't think it makes that much of a difference. Right. No. No? Kieran, no. do you agree? Not, not, with, not, not with United's problems. Right. right. But if, if, it was the only, if it was one of the only problems, then, then yeah, but it, United have got way too much... To I think there's a difference, though, between
4: Ronaldo and Sancho, though. You know, with Ronaldo, it's a different ball game. You're talking about probably probably the main guy the main character in the dressing room mm. Whereas the Sancho from the time he got there hasn't really produced so so the the whole situation doesn't carry the same weight, not even
1: close. We well, can see Jaden Sancho's return to Borussia Dortmund, if indeed it does go through. Of course, on ESPN Plus, throughout the campaign, we're at a long old winter break at the moment. But to keep up to date with all the latest transfer news and where Jaden Sancho will end up eventually, be sure to check out the website. And of course, it's a long old winter break, isn't it, for the German sides. But they will be back on Friday, Bayern taking on Hoffenheim and then it's interesting on Sunday, isn't it, as we see Bochum take on Werder Bremen, Borussia and Gladbach against Stuttgart on the Saturday, Augsburg against table-toppers uh, by Leverkusen. All those games live on ESPN+.
0: Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
1: Plenty of games then coming for you on Sunday, including Barca against Barastro. That game at 3 p.m. live on ESPN+. And we're all about the Spanish Super Cup then, midweek. Real Madrid, remember, this is semi-finals, leading to the final at the weekend. Real Madrid taking on Atleti's, Barca against Osasuna. Uh, both those games, 2pm uh, on ESPN2 respectively, on the Wednesday and Thursday, also available on ESPN+. Plus. Now it's action in Italy today. Inter back to winning ways with a 2-1 victory over Hellas Verona. Uh, big victory for them, of course, to stretch their lead at the top of the table. Just a reminder then how things stand. They are five clear of Juventus, who of course they do have a game in hand. Gab Gar- Marcotti uh, will be joining us on the next edition of ESPN FC as we'll be reflecting on what happened in Italy over the next couple of days. Uh, that'll be 5 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Plus. That is it. That brings us to the end of today's show. But fear not, Frank will be back for extra time. Stevie and um, what's your name? Kieran here as well. <laughs> be sure to stay with us. Welcome into the latest edition of Extra Time. Uh, Frank, uh, Frank, Stevie, Kieran are with us. We showed a picture of Stevie and Kieran winning the FA Cup during the show to look ahead to Arsenal, Liverpool. Apparently, Frank has now WhatsApped our producer a picture of himself just so that we show that, just to make sure we know and remember <laughs> that there he is, hey. that he did win uh,
3: the FA Cup. Iconic. So completely untrue. I never asked for anything. But thank <laughs> you very much too. Oh, I see. I see my son and my daughter just below me. Oh, lovely. Are they Fantastic. really, Frank? Thank you very much.
1: Just below you there? Oh, look
3: at yeah, that. Yeah, that's my daughter. Do- oh, really? Yeah, look at them. Oh, oh, that's, a beautiful. that's my kid. That's a yeah.
1: brilliant yeah. picture, lovely, Frank. Love. That's beautiful.
3: beautiful. Oh, that's,
1: yeah. f- I'm surprised you could find those so quickly. Uh, Kieran's here, which is, a, <laughs> which is a... But I heard you were late today for the Chelsea game. No, I definitely heard you were late for
3: the Chelsea game. Grassing <laughs> on me again. <laughs> were you? <laughs> what happened? I believe that. You have, no, you have no respect for Chelsea, Kieran. No, that's exactly. You exactly. Just
5: because it's Arsenal. I wish I was late. I wish I missed the first half, yeah. to be honest. Well, yeah. What happened? <laughs>
0: Unprofessional.
5: <laughs> Sleepers? Yeah, I slept in.
1: Wow. There you go. Oh, it's time told to move on. Well, wow. uh, Kieran, Stevie and Craig said in their, de- in their day, they took cup games as seriously as league games, especially the FA Cup. What about your generation? How seriously did you take the FA Cup?
5: No, we took it seriously. I mean, we won, won, won it three times. You can't oh. not take it seriously. All right, we Frank. You, you know? I, no, we took it seriously. Yeah? We took it seriously. It was, it was, especially as a young player as well, it was your chance to get a game a lot of the time because it was such a busy schedule with the Champions League. We rest, rest players a lot. So, you know, as 18 to early 20s, was, it was huge for us. Absolutely huge. Whenever you got a, a call up to, to play an FA Cup game, um, we took it real serious. Uh, it was visually bad.
3: To yeah, Dan, Dan, Dan. I'm sorry. Don't you think it's more the media's and maybe the coaches who take it less seriously? Yes. You know where they put most of the time the B team uh, because they don't they don't want to tire some players and the media. They, they We're talk the media, about Frank. Like we it was, take it seriously. No, you are the media. I'm a former player. I'm a pundit, so you are the media. Uh, yes, but well, we take it seriously. We led Kieran's the show with it. We spent 40 minutes. yesterday. the oh, No, no, first no. no I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not talking about, especially about you. You're not the media overall. You know, you're one of the guy working with him for the media. But I'm saying that most of people in the in the press, they don't take it seriously like they used to uh, to be. I it agree, was a priority right. before. And like the coaches, the coaches. They, take the, they put the beach in most of the time. It's, they show to the people that they don't take it seriously enough for me.
1: Oh, what about him earlier, eh? It sounded like Burley. Oh, do we have to do all those highlights again? <laughs> have to see all those goals again. Oh, sorry we have to show goals on a soccer show. Um, it was visually bad to see Sunderland-Newcastle match in their striped jersey. As an ex-player, how important is it to get a better contrasting jersey? Did you have any problems with opposition that looked similar to... Liverpool Kits oh, back in the day? No, no, not at all. Never. I'll tell you what I did have a problem with, though.
4: When players, at one stage, you used to be able to put tape around the bottom of their socks. OK. So, if, I, if, if my team was wearing white socks, for example, in the opposition, were, were wearing red, but they had all the bottom so tape... Assume, yes. You know, a lot of times, your peripheral... You're only seeing legs... even didn't play with his head up this way. <laughs> you're, you're only seeing... You know, you don't see the whole picture. Right. And so, when you see the white, it could be make you plate. think that oh, it's wow. one of your own players. So I, I really hated that. And then eventually they stopped that, you weren't allowed to do that anymore. Right. Eventually you had to put, whatever you put on your socks had that's to be the same, same colour. Color. Oh.
5: That's interesting that's interesting facts, Stevie. Yeah, refs would stop you in the tunnel and say, you've got to take, take yeah, your it all take, off. Oh yeah, take
1: it all off, yeah. and that's it.
5: Yeah, yeah nightmare. But, well, as far as the strip? No. no. Oh. Robbie Musto
1: tells a story, doesn't he, of when he was playing, he had to ask to be taken off because he's colorblind and he couldn't He couldn't. Wow. He couldn't distinguish between wow. his shirts and then the opposition wow. short. And that shirt's a good excuse. Wow. That's right, isn't it? That's Why crazy, are you man. playing rubbish? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Frank? Were there any opposition shirts that you didn't like?
3: No, no, that was uh, never been an issue for me. Uh, I know that uh, goalkeepers sometimes, they. They they thought about wearing something like uh, white or yellow because it made the body seem bigger. Right. But it reminds me that Sepp Meyer, the black uh, uh, always suited uh, German uh, uh, goalkeeper, was always uh, in dark or not always in black, and uh, it was absolutely fantastic. But yeah, it's true. When uh, when you want to look big, you normally wear white. So
4: got me running Moran head on again. Okay. So. I remember... Ronnie
1: Moran is uh, Liverpool's assistant coach.
3: Yeah, he was,
1: yeah.
4: Well, see, Ronnie would never allow any of our goalies to wear a bright yellow or a bright white in certain conditions. Because he always talked about um, when Liverpool beat Nottingham Forest on a, on a dark, foggy night right. in a cup game and Peter Shilton had a pure white top on. And he always said, the reason that I think it was Kevin Keegan scored the goal, and Keegan told him afterwards, he said, the only reason I knew where the goal was is because I just saw this pure white jersey right. and I instinctively knew. And so, Ronnie, from there on, depending on the conditions, he would not let our goalkeeper wear a bright right, top in case it gave them an advantage to It the makes
1: you wonder then why do goalkeepers wear bright tops? I don't know. People, I mean, other, other, I've heard other people saying, well,
4: well, then the, the, the back four will know where the goalie is. Right. And again, Ronnie's answer would be, you better know where the goalie is, never mind if he's got a bright top on. Yeah, Kieran.
1: <laughs> I mean,
2: just
4: <laughs> all, those, all these little
1: things. Sort of <laughs> <out>. <laughs> That's f- Kieran's fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Frank, I didn't think you were on Twitter anymore, but somehow you've managed to send in a question. Have, has Frank ever been approached or worked
3: as a model? Uh. Oh. Not worth buying am going on. It. Uh, have you seen my face? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <that's> true. <laughs> Well, I, know. I never I never thought I was uh, uh, handsome enough to, to pretend to be a model. <laughs> that's a, what that's doing a, with I'm that? getting chocolate? okay, you know, while I, yeah, What I, about the chocolate shirt I that think you I hate.
4: Remember that chocolate thing you had on? Prime? Excuse
3: me. The chocolate shirt. Oh, yeah, the chocolate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. But, um, you know, it was just for for, for charity. I wouldn't do that every oh. year, you know, <laughs> so it's all right. And I'm 50, I'm almost 56, gonna have to calm down. Oh, <laughs> so, there
4: you
1: are. That's all right.
5: Karen, have, have you ever been answering a model?
1: No. Huh?
5: I, I could see Frank in some Givenchy or like.
1: Well, uh, this is the chocolate uh, picture, by the way, that we're referencing. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. What a man. Wow.
5: It looks like something sign from Troy. Yeah. <laughs> alright, Frankie boy. Oh,
3: well, there you are. There you are. Stevie's a fan. Nice no, The a Viking. OK, and we're going to move on. The Viking. <laughs> 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 Jalous. You're so jealous. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> for Kieran, do you believe a second fresh start can get Timo Werner back to the form of his 2019-2020 season? For that matter, does a second fresh start ever
5: fully work for a position so reliant on confidence? My answer is yes for Timo Werner, purely because of the manager and the team that he's going to. Well, what's the manager um, called again? Posta Koglu. There you go. There you go. Say <laughs> right. it with confidence. Well done. Um, I think he is the perfect fit for a high-pressing team team, Um, an exciting team, a lot of movement up front. Um, I think he can find his form. Stevie, would a player like Richarlison
1: lose confidence here in the Timo Werner news, given his current form? It's
4: possible. Not knowing the guy, he looks quite a stubborn person. So it looks to me as though he'd be one of those guys that would go, all oh, right, you're going to bring somebody in, are you? Right. Even though the manager will absolutely have had a word and said, look, we need... We've song. We don't, yeah. you know, we need, we need... It's pretty obvious. More players, blah, blah, blah. But still, even though the manager says that to you, there's still a little thing in your head going... Mm, what Oh well, yeah, of course. So I, I think he'll be a stubborn type, with Charleston. He'll go, you know what? I'm going to do every single thing I can to make sure that this guy doesn't get
1: on the field. Uh, we talked about this when hockey goes to Barcelona. How Lewandowski would react? How did, how did you
5: react here? And when someone would come in who played your position? I mean, you have to see it as a challenge. You have to see right. it as a challenge. You, and you also have to see it as that you're both playing for the, the same team as well. So you, you, you know, you want to try and get the best out of of the team, um, especially if. You know, there's so many injuries in Spurs' team right now. They also might be able to play together. Richarlison can play out wide. Timo Werner's played out wide for Chelsea as well. So, um, I don't think it's like a direct competition, one for one with these two. I think that they can tinker fingers around a bit at the top. I think that's what he's going to do. Did you ever see anyone get the hump? Or treat someone badly that came in?
1: Like, that came in to take their position? Or is that just... No, not really. It's because, as you say, everyone's on the same page. No, it doesn't, it no, it doesn't, doesn't happen. Yeah. It's, 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 I
5: think it was goalkeepers, really uh, with yeah, goalkeepers,
1: with goalkeepers, Shaka right, had a goalkeeper. who didn't be. speak to him. Really? Yeah, since he <laughs> right. Yeah, but because it's Shaka. Well, yeah, Shaka's so so <laughs> unlikable. Um, saw a photo of Maidstone United fans sitting in the bushes outside the stadium to watch an FA Cup match. Do you guys remember any football ground where fans can watch a match without actually being in the stadium? Yeah, wherever. Right, car now does it, doesn't it? Aye. In in Aye. Spain, obviously you got the block of flats.
4: You used to be able to do it at Ibrox in Glasgow, right? Just when they were when they were bringing the stadium up to new standards, there were gaps between the, the side and the back. Oh, really? Yeah. And so people could actually, for a little spell. But there are. I'm trying to remember. Generally, it's lower league clubs, sure, where you see that happening. Um what I'm trying to think. There are, a, there are a few though.
3: Yeah, yeah, there are a few around. Frank, I think. Yes, two uh two clubs. Uh one I play for is Toulon when I was in the academy. For when you have the uh, the Stade Mayol, we have the rugby team of Toulon plays. You have a big building and then some people are renting the flats for for big European game when Toulon plays against uh, most of the time English big clubs in, uh, in, in France and uh, I, and also Gengamp I remember playing with Marseille whereas Gengamp you have like two kind of uh, flats on the side where they're not that high but because you have no stands on the on the corner the people they can they can go on the balcony and watch the game it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty amazing it's, it's funny hey nice freebies Kieran,
1: if Stevie wins the bet at the end of the season, the bet of course is that Manchester City will win the league over Arsenal. Uh, how will you pay uh, <laughs> him? Would it be a bag of 5,000 coins, a $50 bill, or 50 singles? I'm definitely 50 singles. I might even give him cents. Yeah, that's what he gave me. Yeah. He gave me, I've still got the big bag at home.
5: I'm going to go, go 5,000 coins.
1: Yeah, 5,000 coins. That's all good. I look, with that. <laughs> there you
4: are. <laughs> Stevie, we're taking <laughs> You can
5: make it 10,000 if you want we them enough we um, do double or quits then <laughs> Should we do a double or quits I'll think of I'll think of a double or quits tonight And then if it is I'll give you 10,000 coins How about that oh. <laughs> Halfway are. through the season I'd, I'd wait hey. until maybe we've, We're deeper into the evening
1: Yeah <laughs> 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 Yeah. Uh, worst and best investment decision The lads have ever made Oh my crikey Surely Stevie has something golden No <laughs> Did you invest in anything golden Stevie and then they didn't tell me golden. Oh no, what did you did what are you, you really, talk about invest? Like did you like buy a pub or invest in stock or you know do something with your money? Yeah. What did you do? I'd rather not. I'd rather not talk about it. It never yeah. ended well. I don't even know this story, really.
4: Yeah, I lost a lot. Oh no. That's why you're here with me. Exactly. Hey, Brilliant. Yeah. Why
1: What did you put on? What do you think? Elsa would turn up to sat next to you. Wow. What did you put on? I didn't know.
5: I wasn't a bear. <laughs> <laughs> there you are, Kieran. What was a stupid thing you invested in? Um. I did get done once. Out someone knocked. Someone was. Knocking around houses, trying uh, selling cutlery sets. <laughs> selling cutlery sets, right. and um, <laughs> he, he was a guy. He said, "I've got all of this stuff. I'm I'm leaving back to France. I'm, okay. I'm going across the water. I can't take all of these, you know, huge knives." And he right. said, "It's amazing. Uh, he, he has a um, a cu- culinary company." In, okay he done me bad, he done me bad, and it was Christmas time, so I thought it was perfect. I can get the family, right. you know, a nice cutlery set. Okay. What was, the, what was wrong with it? Oh, it was basically plastic.
0: <laughs> it was basically
1: plastic. <laughs> How much yeah. did you spend on
5: it? Oh, it was, uh, it was North... North of a thousand pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I, got, I ended up buying a couple of sets for the family. Of course you did. I was like, perfect. I don't have to go Christmas shopping now. Yeah, it's some plastic forks. <laughs>
3: uh, Frank, what about you? <laughs> uh, for the worst, I invested in uh, some drinks. Well, uh, drinking supposedly uh, very healthy drinkings for uh, drinks for 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 kids at school, and I. Put down like fifty thousand dollars that I never saw anymore. <laughs> After that, the guy disappeared and uh, and in fact said that he had no money anymore, so I let it go. Mm. Uh, but on the best one, I invested on the uh, betting French, the first French betting uh, company in France, and. Uh, uh, it really worth it. All right. Okay. I, um, no, the I worst one's a better story, like, Frank. Uh, we don't want to hear your lot.
1: stories of success. They're <laughs> <laughs> boring. Congrats, Frank. What
3: well, do you say? Worst and best. No, but I mean, then was, the, the was, worst, is worst is more interesting. I don't want to hear you best.
1: bragging about buying stocks that have now made you very rich. Uh, have you ever lost faith in a man- <laughs> manager because you didn't believe he could develop you and help you become the player you wanted to
5: be? Kieran? No, I couldn't say that under Arsene Wengo. as my first coach after. <laughs> um, How hands-on would he be with you? Uh, have you ever... No, he was, he was, so like, him, him and Pat Rice um, and then Steve Bold, who I had in the youth team, right. were, you know, I mean, Steve, I have to give a lot of credit to as well because he was the younger age, more from 14 to 17, 18. So, for, you know, they're crucial years coming up as a player. Um, so they, they were they were really important for me, but I didn't have any ones at that age that I didn't that I didn't like to be honest. What was it like when you were kind of making your
1: way through that time and seeing players obviously that you'd all started together at 14 slowly but surely kind of drop off and, and you're kind of still going? It must be so strange because you hear so many stories, don't you? Yeah. Of kids at of that age getting cut or getting yeah. injured and and like you kept going.
5: Yeah, it's it's crazy how quickly it changes actually because when I joined from Wimbledon when I was 14. Um, you would have probably said that I was one of the bottom right two or three in the team that would have had a chance of you know even getting a even having a career in the game actually to be honest um, you know at that age you've not developed physically enough everyone develops at different times and I was one of the smaller ones when I went there um, and then yeah just from from 17 well probably 16 one good pre-season um, and you get the opportunity to start training with the first team, and you know you just keep plugging away, and you get that chance, and then yeah, before you know it, you don't look back. And everything.
1: when you make that step up, like Stevie always says, when you when you first introduce first team, it's like keep it simple, don't make a mistake. Is that was that what kind of what's going through
5: your head? Oh yeah, big time. I mean, there was a reserve, I played in a reserve game, and we played against um, Chelsea in a reserve game in Barnet, and Drogba was playing for some right. reason. Oh nice. Like, and I was just, yeah, I was, just, I don't know, I was 16 or 17. And he, he must have been coming back from injury. Sure. And um, I, I remember running backwards and turning around and just running into him. I, I ran into the back of him and just completely like fell to the floor. And he looked down and he, as though like a fly had <laughs> or And he was just like, Are you all right? And, uh, yeah, so that, like when you make that big jump, it's, um, it's pretty incredible how. You know, especially not as a, as a big player, I wasn't a big player, I was more, yeah. you know, agile and, and, and quick The Same build as me. Similar, yeah, to, no, you, same, similar to you. Very similar, yeah. Especially what, what I saw last year, you at the pool in uh, in LA. Well, what a treat that wow. was for you, Kieran. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable. You <laughs> seen it?
1: Well, <No>, thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. And then what was the best bit of advice that Wenger gave you?
5: Um, best bit of advice? Oh, there wasn't anything in, in in particular, specifically that that he said, but he he did have a very unique way of, of of giving you confidence in things that that he would say, and the way he would be impressed with the way you trained and. Um, the, the the composure that he gives you, the, the way he makes you feel um, calm in you know high pressured situations, was probably his his best right. The, the best attribute that he had about him, you know, before your debut, before big games, um, he would have a unique way of not just telling me but the team in general um, of how to stay focused on you know. What we actually wanted to do, rather than think about the occasion. And obviously, it wasn't a rant and a raver like, a, "Come on, we can no. do this!" Ah! No, but when he did lose it, he lost it. Honestly. Did he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, the very few times. And how did you react? Because
1: obviously, when a teacher gets angry in school, we all kind of laugh. Like, do you have to? Oh no, no, no. There's no laughing. No. no. There's no giggling. No, 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 no. No laughing. Uh, Stevie, have you ever lost faith in? Well, yeah. Have you ever lost faith in the manager? No. You know, I think. I
4: think when you reach a stage of, stage of playing in the Premier League with an Arsenal or a Liverpool or whatever and you go through being a kid you know we always talk about you're born with a certain amount of talent you're just born with it yeah I also think you're born with a football brain as well because the only type of the only type of information I remember is is this the good stuff okay I think you're born with a, an instinct
1: you can always filter it.
4: The, the, you can filter it, and by the time it's gone through, all, that, all the nonsense, you don't take any notice of it. Because I don't know, I'm sure there's been tons of nonsense people have told you what to do. Right. And I don't remember any of it, but I can remember all the good stuff. So I think, I think you're born with a, a football brain that filters
1: and the, and the good things, and the sensible things stay in your brain. Uh, Frank, having played for a number of clubs in different cities, which city was your favorite to live
3: in? Uh, I really enjoy London um, uh, uh, because it's a beautiful capital, beautiful city, and uh, lots of culture, everything. But I have to say that uh, Strasbourg really surprised me when I arrived, and I stayed five years there, and I came back like a month ago to see the uh, Christmas uh, market. It's absolutely beautiful and I encourage everybody if you've never been to Strasbourg to see that beautiful city. It's, uh, you have everything there and um, it's not a big city but uh, everything was perfect. And in terms of football, uh, they're crazy football fans so uh, always packed in in the stadium, let me know. Um, Love the football. Uh, Love the culture, love the food, everything's perfect. Yeah, I really enjoy Strasbourg. When Frank went back, he got a lot of attention, obviously was a former player.
1: And he was also dressed in his 98 kit carrying around the World Cup. He does that when he goes to the Cities. Lovely. Just to make sure that people know. <laughs> that is it, we are done. Thank you to Frank, Stevie, and Kieran. We will be back uh, tomorrow. Oh, there it is, just one last time. Signing oh, out,
5: signing out. <laughs> out.
1: <laughs> and if he's not in his France kit, he's in that. <laughs> there is two outfits. Uh, so we'll be back tomorrow to reflect on the Arsenal against uh, Liverpool. Be sure to join us.